As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Michael Oldroid comedy podcast. Man, what a great time this is going to be. Let's establish this up front. Let's set the right expectations, guys. This is going to be unbelievable. I mean, frankly, I can't even contain my excitement. I am sitting here in my apartment in Times Square, New York. Actually, I'm in the theater district. Well, it's in it's in the Midtown West area. Some people call it Hell's Kitchen. And <clears throat> I've got my window open so you can hear the noises from the street just to make it authentic. Um, a lot of smog and exhaust coming up into my window from the vehicles outside, but I'm doing that for you guys because I'm unselfish and I want you to get the full effect and feel as much in New York as you possibly can right now. I'm really excited. I've always wanted to do this podcast. Um, you know, it's going to be, uh, I'm running it solo. I, uh, it's just going to be me talking. I hope you guys can handle that. And girls, hopefully girls, frankly, hopefully more girls than guys. Actually, that's probably not going to happen because my humor appeals mostly to men, unfortunately. I, I'm, girls don't seem to like the, um, <laughs> the chauvinistic jokes, as they say, the proper term, right? Um, I am not ch chauvinistic, though. I love bitches. <laughs> you know, so forgive me. Um, excited, though. As I said three or four thousand times already, um, we're going to do all kinds of stuff on this podcast. There is no limit. So, I'm new to New York. It's, a, it's, a, it's an adjustment, I'm sure. Some of my friends, maybe even family, maybe even some people that I've never met before are listening right now. And um, you might be curious to know what's going on in my life. You know that I moved out to New York recently. Um you know, pursuing the comedy dream, and uh, I guess this, this podcast is going to force me to be accountable. Now I, can, now I am forced to share my life, aside from the random Facebook, Instagram, and Match.com updates I give. St. Patty's recently passed, that was cool. Um, always good times. St. Patricia, one of my favorites. Um, so, I'm part Irish, by the way, which is cool, so, for all the Irish people out there, you know I'm not hating. In fact, Michael is a very Irish name, so, do your research, people. So, what do I want to talk about today? Uh, maybe a little bit about the move here, a little bit about the current, I have not done stand-up comedy in probably six months, ladies and gentlemen. I have not done stand-up. Um, I the last time I did stand-up comedy was 
when I filmed my first comedy special uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, which was a blast. I had a lot of support for that. We're still editing the video, which if it was up to me, we'd probably edit the video forever because from an artist's perspective, it will never be perfect, right? So um, that's probably why it's taking so long is because I keep changing my mind on what I want and I am very indecisive. I'm like a chick. You know? Alright. Um, <clears throat> what do I want to talk about, guys? I'm a former athlete. Sports were the centerpiece of my life for many a years. I'm sure I'll talk about that stuff sporadically throughout these sessions. Um, you know, Track and football is what I narrowed it down to as far as my two loves um, in the sports world. Um, completely different sports, but both terrifically awesome. But I live across from a yoga studio. Well, it's a dance studio. And I don't have a TV in my apartment yet, and I don't need one because 24 hours a day, it feels like there are dozens of girls dancing in front of my window which is awesome I mean I don't think there's any guy out there that would not appreciate my view it's pretty darn cool and when I first moved in here they did not give me curtains there was no curtains that came with my apartment so I had to be careful not to you know, there are windows right in front of my shower. So, like, when I got into the shower, I actually had to not just stand there staring at the girls right before I got into the shower because that would be extremely inappropriate. At night, you can see through the windows because the lights are on. So, I'm sure they saw me um, get in and out of the shower. And that is... They're welcome, you know? I mean, they're welcome for that. That's about all you can do there. You know, without crossing the line. Oh, so New York is unique, right? Obviously, that's probably where the phrase "unique New York" comes from. It's uh, it's a very interesting freaking place. There is everything you can imagine here: the good, the bad, the ugly, the dirty, the crowded, the hilarious, the awesomeness. It's got everything. Some of the most beautifully physically attractive women I've ever seen in my life just overrun the streets of New York to the point where it's like an overstocked lake of heaven but nobody is friendly you know it's it's a unique thing guys it's it's a <laughs> it's a unique thing I like to just go out with a big giant net and just capture like 15 or 20 chicks at once and bring them back to my apartment against their will um, okay. I went on a dating, you know, dating, right? Um, I went on a couple dates, actually, since I've been out here in New York. I've been using these, uh, <laughs> these applications, you know? OkCupid, okay Tinder. I actually haven't used OkCupid, okay though. I mean, uh, Match.com, sorry. It's always hit or miss with that stuff, guys. You don't know what you're gonna get. I, uh, I went on a date with a 44-year-old Russian woman not too long ago, and uh, I mean, these people really like to mislead their physical appearance, if you know what I mean. 
I mean, this lady looked very attractive in her pictures. And when I got there, I was trying not to laugh the whole time because I was in such an absurd situation. She completely misrepresented herself. And I don't even know how to describe the scenario, really. All I can say is it ended with her yelling at me and scolding me for not buying her drink. <clears throat> and she, I guess it wasn't just toward me. She, she feels that that's an American thing, but I don't think that's an American thing. It's just, she got there before I did and she ordered a drink before I got there and I didn't drink as soon as I saw her. I just ordered water until she was done and she was scolding me. You know, we're sitting, you know, back at her place 15 minutes later and she's yelling at me and I'm like, what? Why did you have me back here just to scold me? So, we went our separate ways. Um, nothing exciting happened, just a bunch of ridiculousness. By the way, that show Ridiculousness, I like it. Have you guys seen it? Um, Rob, Rob, the guy from Robin Big, I think he's pretty funny. Shout out to him. I uh, hope he has me on his show someday. That'd be pretty cool. Speaking of that, um, growing up, TRL was big, and they filmed right in Times Square. I walked past it every time I step out my door, basically. Um, Good Morning America out here. I think, is that the one that Michael Strahan is on? Anyway, that's over here. There's a strip club on my block. Haven't been in there yet. It's called the Diamond Club. These guys were handing out free tickets to one of the strip clubs recently. I was like, ah, you know, I live here, why not? I'll take it. So, in a convenient pass-by, right? Because I don't just go to strip clubs on a regular basis. But on a convenient pass-by, I thought I'd pop my head in. And I'm talking about my, you know, my the head that has two eyes. And, um, it's a scam. You know, I, I, I tried to... You know, I say, hey, I got these free tickets. This guy gave them to me, and they're like, no problem. It's just mandatory that you do the coat check-in, and there's a two-drink minimum. I'm like, no, dude. That is so misleading. What is up with this bait-and-switch crap? I don't need to see, you know, naked girls so much that I'm going to pay to check in my coat and buy two drinks. I mean, come on. I, I want to do a scan, you know? Let me just scan the place, fool. Anyway, this is a unique thing talking into this apparatus right now because it's like, um, I'm here by myself again, so, you know, it creates a unique dynamic. You guys may not be able to tell if I didn't say that, but it, in a way I feel like I'm doing like a group speakerphone, you know, <laughs> except a little bit better than a group speakerphone because the microphone is better than my the mouthpiece, so I'd always be like, hey, can you guys hear me? But I know you guys can hear me because this is a good mic. Um, and I, I don't get any feedback, so, you know, when I say something, I'm not hearing any reaction to it. It's just a one-way street, if you will, kind of like my butt. And there's a lot of gay guys in New York that need to be reminded that it is a one-way street because it is a unique place with a lot of activity. Believe it or not, I actually wear a chastity diaper to protect myself made out of concrete. The other night I was, we went out for St. Patrick's Day, me and my buddy, me and my friend James, and we were coming home uh, late. He came to visit me from his place, from his, uh, he was in town visiting, and um, 
as we were walking home, this creature walked up to us and was like, hey, hi guys. And I could not tell for the life of me whether it was a man or a woman. And I, it's one of those deals where I was actually like hoping, obviously, that it was a chick. Um, and I was, if it was a chick, cause it was, if it was a chick, it was a cute chick, if that makes sense. And I was hoping it was a chick. So I was kind of flirting back just enough because of the hope that it was potentially, <laughs> it was potentially a girl. So I was kind of rolling the dice. I was, I was taking the gamble, if you know what I mean, right? I was taking and I think that was part of this creature's strategy. I think that's how it lures in um, candidates, is by remaining mysterious and anonymous. Um, regardless, you know, because it, it appeals to more potential sexualities if it appeals to the idea of everyone, right? Because if it's a guy, it appeals to guys, gay guys and straight women, I assume. I don't know. And if it's a girl, then it appeals to guys like me and, um, you know, maybe gay girls. I don't know. Um, so this thing really had its basis. <laughs> it had its bases covered. And um, <clears throat> we were going back and forth. And then I saw, I, I saw it and I tried to ignore it in my mind. I saw a little bit of scruff underneath the chin. You know what I mean? I saw... Just a little bit of just a little bit of facial hair down there. Nothing serious to be a hundred percent, you know, sure that it's a man. And um, you know, sure enough, uh, the conversation didn't last long. But um, you know, I, I reassured with my buddy, and he kind of gave me the signal that this was a, a no go. And and uh, as soon as the creature was out of our presence, I said, "Hey, first question: Was that a man or a woman?" And my body was like, definitely a man. And I was so disappointed. But then again, I was also relieved because if it was a woman, then I just passed up a great lead. So like, in the end, it all worked out, you know. But that's the type of stuff you see here in New York. I mean, this place has all the creatures of your imagination, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you think it doesn't exist, it does in New York, right? So you take somebody, or just take a random character from a movie that you think is just a movie character say the gay lover of bruno the asian gay lover of bruno that leaves bruno right sasha baron cohen that little asian guy that has the sassiness to him and whips bruno around well there's about ten thousand of those creatures in new york so um that's just how it is here guys anyway I'm living on my own. I'm trying to be independent. Well, I am. I am independent. You know, I got my own place. Pretty ballin'. I'm sorry if I'm appealing to the ladies right now. You know, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry. Actually, um, I have my own place in New York, one bedroom apartment, separate bedroom from the living room, guys. I mean, come on. What more do you want? You know, ladies, come visit, right? I got the apartment for the bitches. Um. But we're happy. Or when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> um, you know, uh, cooking. You know, I'm, I'm cooking to save money. This place is so expensive. It costs, they tax oxygen out here when you breathe in the air. Um, can you hear the noises out there? Like the pistons and the, the trucks moving. 
anyway, you know, I assembled all my furniture. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all these independent things. I'm, I'm cooking Raymond, you know, it's crazy. No, I'm actually cooking, like last night I cooked some spaghetti. I cooked the meat and um, I bought some fresh chicken breasts. I'm learning how to cook potatoes. I bought some potatoes from the store and the lady behind me, I was like, excuse me. I was asking the, the women, because not to be, again, chauvinistic, but the women were there. So I was like, dude, I should, I should ask these women how to cook these potatoes. And, you know, when do I peel them? When do I... I, I know that sometimes people bake them, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, they were laughing the whole time at me. But I don't give a frick, right? I'm going to try not to curse on here. I don't give a frick. That they were laughing at me. I was laughing with them. We were having a, a gay old time, you know, chortling with one another. And um, <clears throat> it was great. So now I, I cooked some some uh, some potatoes today with my meal and some eggs. The potatoes were a little undercooked, you know, they tasted a little too raw. But hey, guys, I'm getting there, right? It's a process. Um, yeah. So what else do you guys want to talk about, you know? We talked about the dance studio, the 44-year-old Russian woman. We talked about the creature. The creature was African-American, not that it matters. But just so you know that I am not racist. I mean, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity employer, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so... The subways are disgusting here. Uh, for anybody that ever comes to New York or visits me or, you know... It, it's just like anything else, right? It, it sounds great in theory. It's dreamy and, and really cool when you think about it. But when you actually see it, you're like, wow, that is shit. You know? I would never live there. Why am I living there? I have no idea. Why am I living here? I have no idea. Uh, I guess it's because of comedy, partially. And because there's nothing else to do in Missouri if you're not married right now. All my friends are married. I, um, I'm from Missouri, right? If, if you didn't catch that. Well, I'm from California and Missouri. I gotta quit talking into this thing like I assume everyone knows everything about me. Um, I lived in Missouri half my life, lived in California half my life, um, and I'm not married. So I feel like <laughs> at this point, I mean the good candidates get chosen first, yo. You know, it's like uh, kickball whenever you're in elementary school. The, the playing field is, is there, there is no more playing field. The supply and demand has ceased in Missouri except for the younger generations, right? And those ones are, I'm, I'm the creepy old guy to them now. I'm 28 years old and I'm the creepy old guy to them. Um, so, hey, you know, gotta, gotta rotate the crops and uh, change that environment. So yeah, you know, the chicks brought me out to New York, the comedy brought me out to New York, and just New York brought me to New York, you know? Because I've always wanted to live here. Um, you know, there's something cool and, and appealing um, to the idea of living in, in New York at some point. How long will I be here? I have no idea. I signed a year lease, but for goodness sakes, I mean, who knows? You know, who cares, right? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. What else, guys? You know? I mean, I feel like we've really pretty much talked about everything. I played sports. I was learning how to cook, you know? Um, I'm working out, guys. I've been working out again, which is awesome. I am like one-tenth. 
I have one tenth the amount of physical strength that I did when I was playing college football. But I gotta, <laughs> I gotta work out so I can live live up to all the body pics <laughs> that I send chicks from when I was in college that haven't met me yet, right? So <laughs> this is not even a joke that I thought of before, but this should, um, this has potential. Um, I gotta work out so I can live up to that that vessel that I once had. Right, that I once created and sculpted through hours of physical torture in the gym. You know, I got a couple good pics from back in the day that I send to bitches when they request a pic. And uh, I gotta live up to that. So I've been, I've been getting back into the gym. I'm a, I'm a scrawny, puny, physical creature at the moment. But, uh, you know, I'll be getting back in shape, son. Got on some other dates recently. What have I done? Usually I try to, I take them out for coffee, right? Because when you go out for coffee, it's so much cheaper and it's less risky, right? Especially if you've never met this person before. Why waste money? New York's already expensive. Why waste money on drinks or definitely anyone who takes a girl out to dinner the first time he meets the person is just an idiot. That is the dumbest thing in New York. Uh, a dinner for two is going to cost 80 bucks to 100 minimum depending on where you go and that's that's heinous that makes me nauseous just thinking about it you know taking a random catfish and dropping a hundred dollars on stupid stuff luckily I found a $50 Starbucks gift card recently that I've been using for dates so basically I've been going on dates for free and investing in chicks for free you know so I don't know whether that's because I've set myself up for some good karma, and I, uh, and I got that awesome, um, you know, $50 gift card, but I, uh, I tell the bitches, <laughs> hey, get whatever you want on the menu, my treat. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I don't like to refer to girls that way. I, I am respectful, but you gotta, you gotta be honest. Girls, girls like to be uh, disrespected in a playful way sometimes. They love it. They eat it up like candy. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta pistol whip them every once in a while. I'm kidding, guys. Come on. Seriously. But you gotta know how to uh, throw them around a little bit verbally and physically. Um, they love it. Alright, just a little bit of wisdom for you. What else? So, okay, so I went on a date over the weekend. I, I was actually laying in bed until 4.30 in the afternoon on Sunday. I literally watched some random movie. I watched the movie, um, it was a 90s movie with Christian Bale called Equilibrium, which is awesome. It's an awesome flick. It's cool in theory. I, I, I haven't read any reviews. I haven't talked to anybody about the movie, but it had an effect on me. And I, um, I laid in bed all day, right? The day of rest, Sunday, the Sabbath. And um, <clears throat> this girl, she had uh, some pictures on, on OkCupid, and I remember she had like really intriguing eyes, I'm not gonna lie. And um, her eyes literally got me out of bed and went on a date with her. We met up for drinks and um, you know, I had a couple glasses of wine, even got a couple free shots from, her. she knew the guy who, um, he just opened this place, but it was cool, you know, passed some shots, you know, got, got, he, I, 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 you know, 
I got to thank the guy for helping this girl get helping this girl get drunk for me, right? No, we, we, we were cool. Nothing happened. We had a good time. But the thing that's kind of unique is before the date, she was a little late and I had to kill some time. She let me know, which was cool, but I was already like in the area. So I was, I was kind of walking around and I got sucked in to one of those freaking kiosk things. Like, it, But it wasn't a kiosk. It was an actual store. You know, one of those foreign like... Um, one of those foreigner places where they have the cute foreign girls standing outside handing out free samples of lotion or whatever the heck they give you. Uh, like the sea salt and all this crazy stuff that's supposed to like be good for your skin. It's all, it's all a trap, guys. I'm telling you, man. I'm a salesman. I know how salespeople operate. And I don't like it when salespeople aren't honest or when they try to bait and switch you, man. They try to suck you into their trap. This girl... She was cute, right? And I was walking by, just bumbling around, looking for a, a place to chill for like 10, 15 minutes. And she was handing out the thing. And in New York, nobody nobody even accepts flyers in New York. That's how rude the people are. You, nobody's even going to accept free stuff. If, you're, if you hand somebody a $100 bill, they're going to be like, get away from me, you know? Um, but this girl, she was handing out the stuff, and I took one. She, like, looked at me. And, of course, right, that's not enough. I can't just turn around and go, even though it's technically free. All of a sudden, she starts saying, oh, where, where are you from? Uh, you know, how about you come inside for one second, huh? You come inside. No, you know, I just wanted to take this and go, oh, come on, one second. Uh, I'm not going to buy it. That's okay. You don't need to buy. Just come on in, right? Just come in. One, one second. Of course, you know, she gets me. She gets me to come in. She lures me in, right? And uh, she sits me down. She starts asking me questions and rubbing salts on my hand. She's real seductive, of course, right? She's going to use the sex for sales technique. Starts complimenting my ego. She starts talking about, you know, the clothes I'm wearing and flattering me, saying, oh, if you have the, the money to invest in some nice clothes like this and the jacket that you are wearing, then you should be able to invest in yourself. Am I correct? Right? She, she asks you these questions that you have to say yes to, which, yeah, they're true. I do want to invest in myself. Blah, 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 long story short, in the end, you know, even though I told her I'm not buying anything, at the end of her spiel and everything, she she shows me like three or four different products, right? Now I'm confused. I mean, they're all great, right? She rubs them on my face, on my hands, gets the dirt away, lotions my hand. Her pitch is wonderful, right? But I'm not going to impulse buy. I don't care. And um, <clears throat> anyway, I tell her, look, this stuff is great, but I need to go... I'm not going to buy right now. She goes, why not? You're not, you, you don't want to invest in yourself. You don't care about the, you know, the wrinkles uh, over time. You know, I'm like, no, I do care. And you're really good at this, but I, I don't buy on impulse, right? It wasn't an easy out, but I, at the end of the day, you got to be honest, right? You can't just make up excuses. So I told her, look, I, I want to, if I'm going to buy something, I'm not just going to drop money out of nowhere on an impulse, right? I mean, you're doing a great job. You're a great salesman. You're very good. It's, I need to do my research you know, check prices, blah, blah, blah. And she kind of starts getting mad at me. You could tell she didn't like get mad, but you could tell she was starting to get frustrated on the inside. It's like, you know, I guess she like takes so much pride in her job or needs the money so bad that like a no is not satisfactory for her. Right. So she keeps trying and I don't want to be rude, but I'm like, look, I appreciate it. And long story short, she, you know, I have to let her, I have to get out of there. And I do, and she's like, okay, well, if you ever come back, you know what to find me, right? <laughs> so, anyway, I leave, go on the date, 
and it was normal and I just found myself as the date went on, you know, like the girl let me know that we were not going to be having sex. Even I told the girl, I don't want to have sex on the first day. Like I want to be up front, like no pressure. Let's just go have a good time. I'm not going to try to bang you. All right. And I think that made her feel good. Like, I think she was comfortable going into that, like knowing, Hey, pressure's off. Like, you know, whatever. And, um, of course I'm a guy. So, you know, as the day, as the date goes on, I'm like, you know, this is good. This is good. You got to get up. You, you got to get up early tomorrow or, you know, kind of trying to, you know, casually feel things out. She's like, oh, actually, I'm going to Las Vegas for work and I've got all these groceries that I'm not going to be able to use now because of X, Y, Z. I'm like, ah, well, pff, I mean, <laughs> I could get some of those groceries off your hand. It's whatever. You know, I'll buy them if you want at a discount because I need groceries. And, you know, kind of talking about it, whatever, just kind of feeling it out. And In the end, it didn't happen, guys. All right. I did not go back to her apartment and have intercourse. And I just remember thinking to myself, damn, you know, I think what the lesson from the entire day was, was I should have bought the lotions from the foreigner. Because if I would have done that, I would have been paying it forward. And I would have ended up getting laid later that night. Anyway, I hope you guys have had a good time. That's the episode one. It's in the books. And uh, thanks for listening. And we're going to have a lot of fun in this. All right. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?